The views expressed on the Big Shiny podcast do not express the views of Big Shiny Robot as a whole, its subsidiaries, or its sponsors. And the Big Shiny podcast contains coarse language like penis butt. (laughs) (laughs) Listener discretion is advised. Hey man, I'm Kevin Smith. Jason Muse. Welcome to Big Shiny Robot. Please tell me we're recording. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the latest episode of the Big Shiny Podcast. This week is episode 42, and we are talking about comics and collectibles, and we have got a lot on the agenda once again this week. Um, First off, Kylie's going to bring his normal... uh, uh, grab back. It's always weird saying that now. Kylie is going to grab <laughs> his back. Yeah, uh, uh, of comics, and then he's actually going to live during this podcast unbox his very first hot the toys. Oh. <laughs> we did the vibrator last week. That was, oh, yeah, that's what it was. It. Uh, of Snake Plissken um, from uh, Escape from L.A. and Escape from New York, whichever uh, school of thought you. Uh, that's on HBO Go now. Escape from LA. Fucking love HBO Go. (laughs) Um, I've made a new Lego purchase. Um, There's also a couple new Lego sets coming out this year uh, that have just been recently announced that I'm excited to talk about. And then, kind of our uh, our favorite collectibles, comics, games, movies, whatever from 2014, we'll be uh, covering that. Um, Sitting to my right, co-founder of BigShinyRobot.com, Lucas. Hello, everyone. Sitting next to him, Kylie. Peanut butter pussy. Oh, wouldn't that be delicious? <laughs> <laughs> it's already got the jelly. Ah, yeah. oh, sick. <laughs> Sitting next to him, Jimmy. I agree completely. <laughs> <laughs> and running the show as always, Tom. I has a microphone. <laughs> Good job, Tom. Good Thanks. for you. Good for like you. we've Some... said in the past, just fucking kills it. Yeah. <laughs> it just kills it every time. Somewhere someone's listening to the podcast just laughing their ass <laughs> like, that There are seven people in the world. <laughs> like I'm, I bet there's like a Facebook page I've never seen that's like, stop abusing Tom. <laughs> no, three people, not. Tom. And three. You're, you're the one that like, set it all up. No, I've never seen Under it. a catfish account. <laughs> oh, that shit's real. <laughs> and I am your host, Tyson. <laughs> Let's jump right into things as always. Um, Daredevil. Daredevil actually is what we're going to talk about. First off, I know this is a little unusual. This is our comics and uh, collectibles, but uh, Daredevil is definitely a comic book. (laughs) And a collectible. (laughs) Um, It's been known for a while now that uh, Marvel is developing um, several Netflix series that will be coming straight to Netflix. Um, Daredevil is going to be first out of the gate. It uh, comes out in its entirety, I believe, 10 episodes. Mm, 10 hours, yep. Yeah, 10 episodes on April 10th. (gasps) And the first trailer was just released um, a couple weeks ago. And it... Okay, look, I'm just going to go out on a limb. It looks fucking awesome. It looks so good. It looks so so fucking awesome. Nothing bad to say. Um, Some great things. First off, um, in the trailer, we don't see him in his uh, trademark red uh, costume at all. Yep. I have a feeling he'll get there before the end of the the I end of the run. I wouldn't be surprised if it's near the very end. Of near the, the very end, yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely agree. Um, a lot of the earlier, um, especially the like the retconned Daredevil stuff, you know, has him in that black ninja costume where his 
uh, eyes are completely covered, you know, with that, with that mask. Um, stick is part of this uh, Daredevil's lore. Yep. Um, we, we see Kingpin from the back, at least. Just a fucking great trailer. I'm like, this is, oh my God, this is. And then, all right, I know this sounds weird. The logo for the show. Well, yeah, the comic book logo. Yeah, it's it's, it's the comic book logo. Like, yeah. it's perfect. So I am so fucking, and I am one of the uh, Daredevil movie apologists, um, especially the director's cut. It was not a bad movie. I, I liked it. You know, it certainly wasn't perfect, but I am fucking. It was ex- no Electra. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I am fucking excited for this series, and uh, it's two days before Game of Thrones, the first episode of Game of Thrones. So and Silicon Valley kicks and back Silicon in. Valley, it's be a good month. Yeah, it's gonna be a great month. So April tenth, uh, Jimmy. I know you want to talk about it. Uh, well, no, I basically just want to agree with everything you said. It looks <laughs> fucking amazing. Um, I'm super excited to see it. I've never been this excited for. Uh, TV show, you know, so well, and especially like at the end, like where he's slowly getting up and there's just blood dripping from yeah. his mouth. Because I mean, that's gonna be about, good. It's yeah, gonna be brutal. Gonna, you know, one brutal. thing that I really appreciated in the movie and that they have um, incorporated into the show as well, because you know it's right from the comics. You know, it shows him without a shirt on and he's scarred and bruised yeah. and beaten. You know, he, he's just a guy that just happens to be able to do all this crazy stuff because his senses are so heightened. You know, I mean, even like his quote unquote super strength just comes from the fact that like he can detect like weaknesses, you know, in like in mm-hmm. certain areas. So um oh it just looks That's so gonna, fucking good. The trailer I think it's kill. I'm actually the trailer is just so well put together. Oh, it's so oh. well put together. I mean it's dark, it's brooding. Cause I mean that's the thing. Like I, I, I kind of get a little tired of the dark and brooding comic book heroes lately because you know, for instance, Man of Steel, right? I don't feel like Superman is a hero that needs to be dark and brooding because he's always been kind of the Boy Scout, uplifting and optimistic superhero. So I, I, I don't feel like he fits that that feel very well. But Daredevil, if there was ever a superhero that's dark and brooding, yeah. it's yeah. I, I would even argue that perhaps even more so than Batman. Like because that guy goes Absolutely. through the fucking ringer. Because Daredevil's not like a billionaire by any means. He gets his hands dirty. He lives in like the d- most dangerous place in New York. And, yeah, Hell's and he's Kitchen. doing pro bono yeah. stuff for yeah. people in Hell's Kitchen. Right, exactly. Yeah, so yeah, I, just like, I think he's a great. He's just a good guy all around. Well, I feel like. <laughs> I'd fuck that guy. <laughs> I'd fuck Froggy. And just watching. Foggy. Watching, Foggy, yeah. Froggy. Watching the trailer again, like, I mean, it looks like his. his First costume, and he's basically wearing like a black jumpsuit and a fucking blindfold. Well, that's the thing. It's yeah. not even I don't so. Know. In uh, the Ultimate Daredevil comic book, it's actually uh, black sweats. Like is all it is. It's yeah. it's yeah. black sweatshirt, black sweatpants, um, like running shoes, and then you know that the, uh, essentially a bandana tied around his eyes. I'm probably dating myself here. I don't know if anyone remembers this, but after the the old TV show, The Incredible Hulk, the Bill Bixby show, there was the they movie. came back and they did a couple movies, and they yeah. had one with Thor in it, and they had one with Daredevil. This looks just like that outfit that he, Daredevil wore. Yeah, it was uh, the trial of the Incredible. Yeah, Hulk. trial of the Incredible Hulk. Yep. Jeez. So, um, so that looks great. So let's let's jump into uh, the comics part. Uh, Kylie, what do you got for us this week? Uh, I'm going to talk about the shit that Marvel and DC is doing, rebooting everything again. He's got like 17 pages oh, of is, notes. No, no, he has a fucking three ring binder. <laughs> <laughs> the actually, he needs a three ring binder. Yeah, so I'm just going to gloss over uh, Marvel's shit. I just I can't keep up with these guys anymore. So my entire hold's getting demolished in like two months, right? Basically, yeah. Fuck. Well, everybody's, because it, yeah. so it sounds like they're killing everything. So, yeah, so Marvel, they're doing this Battle World Secret Wars thing where they're going to combine the Ultimate Universe and the, the regular 616 universe. 
Um, the weird thing with Marvel is they can they can, they're always going back and forth with their numbering system, which just mm-hmm. bugs the shit out of me. Uh, and they just did this with Fantastic Four recently. They went back. It's like on issue six hundred and something. Um, I think they're doing the same with X Men when Bendis is leaving the X Men stuff, and that's he's leaving with issue six hundred. And I'm like, well, they're on issue twenty something. What you know? Right. Or so Amazing so, Spider-Man. Exactly. So, so they're doing that. They're going to do the Secret Wars Battle World, and they're just going to start everything over with the number one again because that's how Marvel rolls. Why can't Cap ever get past twenty six? <laughs> no, nothing can. Nah. Nothing. I, it, and it cracks me up when you look at the the numbers in the in the Marvel comics now. It's a it's a, a three digit number. So if it's a number one, it's zero zero one. Right. And I look at that going, they're not they're never going to yeah, get into triple just put digits zero anymore. one. It's <laughs> it's ridiculous. So. I find it interesting because I remember when the Ultimate Universe came out, like that was a big deal, right? Like this oh. is separate. This is different creators, and it was so different solid. Origin. Yeah, and it was so solid. Like, what do you think's happened? Like, what's? I mean, has it gone oh, downhill they, that much that they just really they, have no choice? Did. Yeah. Oh yeah. They just and fucked the it up that one much. The only one that's still solid, I I think, is is Ultimate Spider Man. Right. Yeah. And you guys have been saying that for at least a I year. I think now. they just let too many people in. I mean. Back when back when it started, it was like Warren Ellis, Bendis, and Mark Miller. I mean, it was a, a select group of people and that I, were. And I would also mention that the characters you had X Men, the Ultimates, which were the Avengers, and Spider Man. Yeah. So it was a small group of characters too. Well, and I, and I think guys. the writing was on the wall uh, within the last year when they did the the Spider Man crossover. And not to say that it was bad or anything like that, but that's that was kind of like the first instance of having the ultimate and 616 yeah. universe really crossing over with the 616 peter parker going to the ultimate universe right and then you had was it cataclysm was yeah with the Gal- yeah. galactus yeah. where they ended they ended ultimate x-men and they ended something else too with cataclysm i can't remember and see with all these big through. events like to their credit they kill off people and people yeah. for the most part stay dead but now you've got this universe with like, characters that are all b list or c list that people don't care about yeah you know i need to do you think essentially they've just kind of the writers of all these various comics have like written the ultimate universe into a corner and they don't have anything else to do outside of bendis because i think if bendis had his way if they only had the ultimate universe be ultimate spider-man he'd be fine oh yeah but well i remember back in the day when they did that ultimate team up with bendis writing that and it was basically just spider-man teaming up and they were just introducing characters to the ultimate universe how cool would it be be, though like if they kind of did a thing where they they merged the universes but ultimate spider-man was still like the only remaining superhero Mm -hmm. in the ultimate universe i'm sure they he'll end up in he'll end up in 616 because bendis writes his book but the reason that's a huge bummer is most of the characters around spider-man are what make that book so good right so what happens to Aunt may or mary jane or tony stark and bobby drake and yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's fucked, but yeah, well, and I'm, and DC's doing it again too, right? D- yeah, what's DC? DC is uh, convergence, uh, and the they're doing this over two months, which I think is April and May. Um, but this is this is what they're doing while they're they're actually moving. They've been DC and Marvel have been in, based in New York forever. DC is now moving to California hmm. to be closer um, to Warner Brothers. Exactly. Yes. So this is what's happening during the two months while they're moving basically is this convergence uh they're basically taking all these all the different like you've got the pre-52 the pre-crisis 
like golden age stuff. They're taking all these different universes and kind of doing these little two part miniseries. And I think they're just going to combine everything. I think basically what it is, is they're going to kind of pick and choose what they want. Now it's not going to be 52 after this, um, which they then, made such a big fucking deal thanks. about the new. It's been three years. And they said, this is, this is an, an event to overhaul its publishing line, which they just they did that did. Three, three years, years ago. ago. What aren't they doing? Isn't it like 42 titles now? Um, I think well, the number it is. I was I hearing. Think it's, yeah. Um, so it says Dan DiDio is saying this is going to allow us to publish something for everyone, be more expansive and modern in our approach, and tell stories that better reflect the society around us with less titles. Um, well, ten less, but still more than exactly. they probably need. <laughs> so they're they're doing a bunch of new series or slash rebranded series. Um, Batman Beyond. I would be more excited for if they're not if they weren't constantly canceling fucking Batman Beyond. Yeah, I'm not yeah. I'm not psyched for it because every time I get on board, it's it goes like ten issues and they've canceled it and then they reboot it again. They're doing a Batmite series. What? Who Bizarro. fucking cares? They're they're Who renaming Constant or they're renaming Constantine to Constantine the Hellblazer. Still going to be in the DC universe, so it's still not going to be that Vertigo stuff. Hmm. Uh, there's something called Dark Universe, which I'm guessing is going to be Justice League Dark. Mm. What are the Batman books? Are they still Detective Comics and yeah, they're Batman still they still got that. This is the one that cracks me up: Justice League of America, written and drawn by Brian Hitch. That's not going to come out on time whatsoever. <laughs> Ever. If anyone remembers the Ultimates, that's um, true. That's true. They're doing Harley Quinn Power Girl series. What about Swamp Thing? Is Swamp Thing coming back? No, Swamp Thing is is done. Oh. And that's actually, with all this Convergence stuff they're doing over these two months, the only thing I'm going to get is the two-part Swamp thing that they're doing. And yeah. then I'm, I was going to drop everything because they had announced that Snyder was going to be done with Batman after this Endgame story where they're actually telling the origin of the Joker. Oh. Um, but he, I guess he has some crazy story he wants to tell, and I guess he's had to beg DC to come back for one more story arc. So he and Capullo are, are going to be coming back for Batman. So I'm kind of that's one that I'm I might have on to the read. fence of, of whether I want to keep getting it. Um, their Justice League Jeff Johns is still going to be doing that. Um, the ones that are sticking around the the regular ongoing ones are Action, Aquaman, Batgirl, Batman, Detective, Batman, Superman, Catwoman, Deathstroke. Another one that has been canceled a couple but of times. But you're canning Swamp Thing, you yeah. sons of bitches. Well, but if you think about it, the... Swamp Thing is awesome? Well, no. <laughs> I mean, yes, he is, but um, Deathstroke's a very popular character on Arrow. Now he is, exactly. Yeah. When his, when his first, I think his first series lasted you gotta carry, issues. You gotta cater to what's popular. <laughs> Swamp Thing! So, yeah. But this is what's this is what's frustrating, right? Like, being an on and off comic <laughs> reader, you know, I was definitely a comic reader for several years on end and everything. And this is this is kind of the frustration, right? Is that like titles come and go, all these big events you have to buy, you know, um, the crossover comics and everything. You know, people are always complaining about you know comic readership, right? Right. But they don't. They, they, and every time they do a relaunch or anything like this, it's always like, oh, well, this is a great jumping on point. This is a great jumping on point. And it it seems times, like they, they're well, shooting Marvel's themselves in the not. foot, oh, yeah. right? I mean, they're they're not making it very accessible because, for one thing, they're re- rebooting everything every three years. And on top of that, you have to do crossovers. If someone can only afford to buy three, four, five comics a month or you know, every couple of weeks... And but to get the whole story, you need to also now go buy 
this series because it it ties into the big event. I would argue with you. Sorry, Tom. Oh, good. I would argue with you. I don't think it's so much that they aren't making it approachable. I think that's the problem. Is they're making it approachable for new readers when the new movie comes out, but they're not giving their series any longevity. Right. Exactly. Right. So, Which eventually so leads to making it not and approachable. To, well, and, and then yeah, the, to an extent, but the, the people like they come and read. From my experience working in the comic shop, the majority of people that come in because Batman came out and people love the movie, they aren't going to stick around and read comics for twenty issues. They're going to read six, or they're going to yeah. pick up a trade, and then when the new movie comes out, they want. To give them something hot, so the movie crowd is who they're starting to cater to. Right, is the well, point and, I'm trying. And, to make. and the problem that I see with them consistently rebooting is, then you have groups like Image picking up new IP from these incredible creators, and they're they're bringing new readers because their stuff is so amazing. I mean, some of my favorite stuff I've read this last year came from like Top Cow, Image, Dark Horse, Dark Horse. Yeah. No, image is where it's at. Yeah, image is definitely where it's at. Well, that makes you think of, and I I know we reference Hello Sweetie a lot, but that tweet from Damnielle from uh, whatever dating site she was looking at where it was like Marvel or DC, she sends back image. Yeah, all the guys (laughs) that she, that talked to her, that's what their question is, like Marvel or DC. And she's like, "Uh, image. And the one guy's like, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. Fail. But, I mean, that's that's the thing is like stop rebooting and just keep giving us good, consistent yeah. content. I mean, I would be happy so, to continue paying for Swamp Thing, to continue paying for Ultimate Spider-Man, to continue paying for Cap. I talked to JJ at work about this, and I completely agree with this idea. So I'm going to pitch it here to you guys. You have like a Golden Age universe with, say, we just pick Marvel and Spider-Man since that's my guy. But you have Golden Age Spider-Man, and every issue is kind of its own standalone story. You have different creative teams, and it's Spider-Man piling up with the Human Torch or this guy or that guy, but there's no continuity. It's just fun stories. And then you have your other continuity Spider-Man that's fuck all. People write it forever and they can do whatever the fuck they want and they keep screwing it up with the big series. But it's important to have those one-shot series or those standalone Golden Age kind of stories for the the movie audience that come in and drop in and out. Because mm-hmm. trying to do that both with one line isn't working. And DC's done that with a couple of different titles. They've got a Wonder Woman one called... Uh sensation comics mm. and that that doesn't even take place in the 52 universe they're standalone stories they kind of jump all over the time stream and uh adventures of superman which is very much the same oh perfect so and i believe uh well they they did i don't think they do it anymore but legends of the dark knight was also a, the batman version of that just kind and of you could just go pick stories. up an issue you didn't need to worry about what happened before get a few stories in the book and See, that's what Marvel needs to do. Well, and I think, I mean, if they want to get new readers in and keep selling books, I think they should do a better job at numbering. And my thoughts on that is, like, for example, with Batman, I collected the Death in the Family run. And I'm not a huge Batman person. I like Batman, but I don't love Batman, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I love the Dark Knight that you gave me, um, Return of the Dark Knight, I believe it's called, um, which I'm still reading. Um, I love some of those arcs, but I collected Death in the Family. But that means I bought issue like 14 to 18 of Batman, right? Mm -hmm. Like, in my opinion, that should have been like Batman Death in the Family, six-part miniseries, and Batman could have continued on doing its arc. Like, just like, just kind of like you said, small, I think the small arcs, because those will grab me. I'll buy the small arc miniseries. I'm reading the Winter Soldier, like, six-piece they did a little while ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. I buy those. Bitter March or whatever. Yeah, it was really good. The problem with that, because I'm just playing the devil's advocate, the problem with that is, say... I start um, 
Rocket Raccoon. And okay, yeah. the writer is Scotty Young and the artist is Scotty Young. And you jump on board because you like Scotty Young. And you pick yeah. up issues one through six. Great. Scotty Young leaves. If it's a miniseries, you're gone. You're not going to pick up the next miniseries if you don't like the creative team. But if they keep the numbering going and then seven, eight, nine, ten is a different creative team, you're stuck on board. Right. That's so true. that's kind of the, where they hook you on some of it, in my opinion. Yeah. That's true. And I guess, I mean, it's, they do have a unique challenge all. where, you know, Marvel and DC have these long-running superhero casts that are kind of, they're, they're American icons or whatever mm-hmm. icons at this point. I mean, Superman is a thing. It is, an, it is a life of its own, right? Same with right. Batman, same with Captain America, same with even the Avengers. And so they kind of have to make a series about them. So I guess there's that, that unique battle where Image is kind of in this really cool, unique position where it's like, we want to tell a crazy, fucked-up story about time travel with gorgeous artwork, and they can just do it, and Rick Remender can keep being amazing. So, right. Because Rick is amazing. We, we know, Tom. He's real good. <laughs> we know. Um, Lucas, I know you have a specific issue you want to talk about. Um, real quick, though, I want to mention that Superman recently discovered he has a new power. I don't know if you saw <laughs> yeah. that. That no, was kind I of actually, interesting. I, yeah, I, I read the issue. It was... Uh, so you, you read this issue, and for a couple pages, he's he's fighting the big bad guy, and like this big ball of energy is kind of forming around him. For and you're just flipping this just panel. This thing is getting bigger. And well, bigger. he's shooting his uh, heat vision at the guy. Exactly, and then and then this this thing as he's shooting the heat vision, around. it starts to form around him. And uh, so I, I I'm reading this, and I'm flipping through these pages, and like. Oh, and you know all this shit unleashes. He takes the bad guy out, and I'm like, so what, it's like a giant solar. What the hell flare. is his new power? So it takes the next. You flip the next page, and he's in the Batcave, and Batman's got him. You know, he's like, and so Batman is the one explaining what his power is and what had just happened. And he basically uses all of his cells to yep. and releases all of his energy. So he's like a. It's like a solar flare, basically, mm-hmm. is what he's shooting out. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, Batman explains it as uh, it turns out this whole time his heat vision was just like the precursor to exactly. this power. Like yeah. he never used his heat vision long enough or powerfully enough to to unleash this. His heat vision is just a precursor to this power. It's always been able to unleash it, and he just never used it as such. And so whenever he was just trying to blast this guy with his heat vision... He unleashes the solar flare, and then it actually turns. Since he uses all the solar energy, it essentially turns him human for like twenty four exactly. or forty eight hours before he can recharge. It's a good so, thing Batman come and saved his ass. Yeah, so <laughs> kind of interesting. I saw that. It was like, eh, well, at least they're. Uh, which this blew me away because I didn't know this was happening because I don't keep up with it enough. That John Romita Jr. is is drawing that book. Mm-hmm. Right now? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that was kind of weird to see Superman and it's Jeff DC. Johns and John Romita Jr. doing that. They've been doing it for about five or six issues, I think. Hmm. Yeah, pretty interesting. Uh, Lucas. Spider Man guy. So I brought the Guardians of the Galaxy issue 23. So anybody that uh, grew up in the 80s and 90s knows uh, Venom and Carnage and the symbiote. Like, that's definitely a part of our childhood. So we talked about it recently. Quick recap. Flash Thompson has the Venom symbiote. He was running around as Agent Venom. Uh, Flash Thompson doesn't have any legs, so the Venom symbiote gives him legs, and he's been this tactical you know, warrior guy. So uh, like three or four issues ago, I don't remember exactly why, but the Guardians of the Galaxy pick up Flash, and they agree to take him around with them, and he becomes kind of a part of the Guardians of the Galaxy. And in uh, the last couple issues... The symbiote kind of breaks free from Flash, and it attaches himself to the different members of the Guardians of the Galaxy, 
and they start kind of like take fighting each other and taking each other out one by one. So you get to see like a Venom Groot and a Venom Rocket and and the last being Venom Drax, which is pretty awesome. So during this whole thing, uh, Flash Thompson's been unconscious because of a pre- previous encounter. I don't remember what it was. So when he wakes up and he realizes the symbiote's not on him, he goes to the front of the ship and sees that Drax uh, has the symbiote on him, and Drax starts talking to him as the symbiote. Uh, and you're not necessarily clear that it's the symbiote, but the symbiote uh, is saying that, you know, I've been attached to you. I'm, I've been proud to be a part of you. Like, you're an outstanding individual. And, like, you know, we're ready for what comes next. We're going home. And they go to the symbiote homeland or their home planet, which has never been really talked about or seen too much in the comic book universe. And so the the twist of it, and I brought it to talk to Jimmy about because he's a big Venom guy like me. The twist of it is this planet of symbiotes. It's a hive mind. And they want to further um, civilization and like humanity and working together and uh, the the greater good. They're good. They're, yeah. So. so they're good guys. And what it is is the symbiote, if parts of it get too far removed, the hive mind doesn't have control over it. And then whoever the symbiote is attached to, their personality takes over the symbiote. So that's where you had... Um, Brock's. Brock. It starts to get corrupted. Yeah, Brock was after vengeance. Mac. And, and uh, uh, Matt Cargan. Yep, and Cletus Cassidy was... Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a serial killer prior to, yeah. Right, so that's the, the Venom symbiote that has been on Earth has been infected and uh, corrupted by these different individuals, and that's why people like Flash Thompson have had a hard time controlling it, or when it's become attached to other individuals, it's created um, Mac monsters. Mac Gar- Gargan or whatever. The, the but if it would have been closer to yeah. the hive mind, it wouldn't have been, it was just because it was so far away from its home planet that it... It was allowed to be influenced. Yeah. Right. And that's it's a common thing because uh, the symbiotes in general, when uh, Flash Thompson was walking around as Venom, uh, other aliens at, um, at Nowhere were like, you know, fuck you and fuck your symbiote. You need to get the hell out of here because these symbiotes run amok. That's kind of common once they've removed themselves from the hive mind. So in the their ship, they got close enough to the home planet that the hive mind could control the symbiote and it made it take over the different people to then get it back home. And so now the hive mind has cleansed the Venom hmm. symbiote, and then it takes a uh, uh, Flash Thompson willingly. He goes out there, and then he uh, each of the Guardians have to attach themselves to the symbiote hive mind, and it explains its whole history, which I've just said to you. And it explains that since they've cleaned the Venom symbiote, like it should be no problems. You know, we rebooted the firmware. You're good, kind of a thing. Yeah. Here you go, Flash Thompson. You get to be you know Venom 2.0. And it shows in the comic book his new costume, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, I sent a picture of this to Jimmy. Yeah, this big bulky, yep. like oh, sci-fi-looking motherfucker. That makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> so that was kind of a, a cool to get some of the history behind Venom, and then the big cliffhanger of this, which had been happening in the background, is that Peter Quill has been elected president of the Spartex Empire. There you go. Wow. Uh, which he wasn't planning on. It was something that kind of happened in so, the background. So I wonder, and this will probably never be uh, a, like an issue, but I wonder if the anti-venom, because so, you know how Toxin. Brock... Yeah. So I wonder if that will ever play a part in this. I mean, I don't know how they would bring it well, in. Well, Toxin but. is... I think he's uh, been dissolved. Like the, the creature of Toxin, he was fighting somebody. I can't remember who. But by fighting him like to completely destroy this evil character, he mm-hmm. had to like destroy himself okay and so eddie brock's still around but the toxin if i remember is gone yeah okay 
but it, yeah, it could come back. Um, I'll be interested to know what they do with this more and if it ends up having any more interactions with Peter Parker, how that would play out now that it's not. Interesting. Oh, that's a cool page. Yeah, the art's been great. Uh, Guardians has been a really fun book. So I like that. I, you read that, Kylie? Yeah. Oh, what, yeah. What did you think of it? I liked it. I and you got Bendis doing it, so I had faith that he he would do a good story. Yeah. Jeez, it's kind of violent. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. It's so that was a fun book. Out of all the books this last month I've read, that was the one that stuck out to me. What did you think of Star Wars? I haven't read it yet. I've got the two issues. Really? Wow. So Marvel, for those who don't know, um, because they're owned by Disney, Disney owns Star Wars. They've retained or they've got back the rights to do Star Wars comics instead of Dark Horse. And Star Wars number one is the number one selling comic book of which, all time. Which blows me away. There are people coming out of the woodwork to the store to get this, and it's, it's like, crazy. Did you guys not know there's been I a got Star the first Wars issue book on for the last twenty five years? Crate. I got the Han Solo, Chewie and that's a pretty variant. sweet cover. That, that, yeah. that loot crate cover. I was pretty, is pretty excited. Sweet. But it's what is the numbers? It was like five hundred thousand or some. It was some huge I can't number. Remember. It was it was ridiculous. But yeah. like the the previous one to break the record was Amazing Spider Man um, number one, the recount, and Star Wars beats it by like three hundred thousand or something, Jesus. like some crazy number. So I it blows me. Away. I haven't Star read Wars fans, man. And, and that's that's what people are. Or that's what the stores are ordering. That doesn't necessarily mean that many people have sure. that comic in their hands. So the people coming in the store, they were buying multiple issues of number one, and I'm thinking. <laughs> This is going to be pretty worthless. There's so, many, so many out there, and there's so many variant covers. Well, shit, if they're sending them out in loot crates. Uh, mm. I didn't want to like it just because I've been reading the Dark Horse stuff for the last 20-plus years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just felt, when they got it back and they were like, none of that shit you've been reading counts anymore. It's not canon. Uh, and the fact that the very last Dark Horse series was actually just called Star Wars, and it took place between... Episode four and episode five and the new Marvel one is just Star Wars and it takes place between episode four and episode five was kinda like Marvel going, Fuck you. Yeah. It's pretty fucked up. Uh, but then I read it and it was they had some pretty It's been good. There's I'm gonna spoil something no, just no, in no, the first issue for you, but um Chewbacca, they they tell Chewbacca to go take out Vader. They're on this planet, Vader's there. <laughs> like we need to take him out. So Chewbacca gets up, he's gonna do a sniper thing, and he he gets close, but you know, you know, the the blaster kind of misses him, and Vader just uses the force and grabs a couple stormtroopers and just uses them as a shield. And they're like, "No, no, do it!" And it was that was pretty cool. <laughs> That's fun. And issue awesome. two had some pretty cool moments as well. But Han Solo trying to drive an ATAT and try to step on Vader, basically. Oh, really? <laughs> Shit, I'm gonna have to go catch up on those. I mean, I know you haven't been watching it. It's a little off subject, but Rebels is still great. And they've announced the next. The next, so Vader comes out, I believe, this coming up week. It's yeah, he's got his own solo series, right? And then the next month is the Princess Leia one, and then the month after that is one that's based on the Rebels TV show. Really? Yeah. That's interesting they're doing that. Yeah, they had Lando, or Lando, however you want to pronounce it, on the episode before, and it was great. Voiced by Billy D. Mm-hmm. Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Williams. Cool. Any other 45. comics? If not, I think uh, it's time for Kyle to bust lot. out we that. We got a uh, lot of toys. Do we want to do that first? Yeah, I think we need to give you ample time. We turn, so- the, turn the light on so I can instant film this. No. Fuck you, turn on the light. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this took so long. Oh, what are we doing? Yeah, you got to give the background, Kylie. You got to remember to describe what you're unboxing. I am unboxing. Watching Tom drop his phone. I'm unboxing my very first hot toys that I ordered. It's a. Uh, Snake Plissken from Escape from New York. 
Uh, ordered this quite a while ago. It was supposed to be out near the end of August. Jesus Kept getting pushed Christ. back, pushed back. Um, and then there was the big strike. Um, so it sat in. It sat on the pier, basically, in a in a container, waiting for the strike to end. It sucks. So it sucks finally so got it. Um, got it home. I actually asked asked Lucas if I should wait to open it up on the podcast, and he said, "Oh no, you should." You should enjoy it. Open it up. And I actually cut the box open, and I was really sick that week. I was feeling like shit. So it, it, the box actually sat there for a couple days before I even thought, okay, let's cut this open, because I was just feeling really shitty. When I finally did cut it open, I, I opened it up enough, took the cardboard off the top, and just saw the bubble wrap, and I thought, you know what? The podcast is just a few days away. I've waited this long for it. I'm just going <laughs> to wait a little longer and open it up on the podcast. Clears the drinks. So... This is he's gonna need this is the unboxing. So he's pulling the uh he's sliding the escape from uh escape from New York box out of the uh shipping box here. Believe it or not, you want to keep the shipping box. It's worth a lot more if you have that when you that, sell it. That's kinda surprising. That's weird. And it's not well, let me pull it up. It's actually it's labeled with it says escape from New York, so oh, it's specific okay. to it. Should I keep the bubble wrap intact? Or is that I mean, <laughs> I would keep it so that when you put the box to store it, it keeps it nicer. Well, that's a sick box. Yeah, their their packaging is always Goddamn great. Goddamn Look at that Russell. art on the back there, Kylie. Yeah. I kind of saw that through the bubble wrap. That was, oh, that's pretty, that's awesome. All right, crack that bad boy open. Is it all rubbed up, or is, you think that's how it's supposed to look? I think it looks normal. I oh, think it looks light, precisely light like no, it means. No, that's, that's how it's supposed yeah. to be. Okay. That's cool. Uh, uh, I've got the, I got the exclusive one. Oh, it's granite. Granite uh, box. Oh, damn. Yeah, they, the art keeps coming. So it'll be just kind of tabs. So you should be able to pull them straight yeah. out here. Okay. I see what I mean. Oh, damn. Make sure you show that off to the camera, sir. Beautiful. Oh, that's sick. I'm just going to. All right. Holy shit. So the easiest way to do this is just to kind of... Lucas is uh, showing him how to he's, he's properly unbox. Before. Oh, there's stuff on the bottom. Okay. Get that out of the way. So usually... Holy shit. Wow. Hand in hands. All right. And so these, the way that they're attached, there's these little tabs here, you see? Ah. So you just kind of push up on the corners. There's a cigarette on the bottom that just fell a little bit, so by his feet. Oh, okay. You see it? Mm-mm. It's oh, yeah, by it's his on left, the foot. left foot. Oh, okay. You're going to want to grab that. I imagine that goes in his mouth. <laughs> Could go in his butt. <laughs> oh. You're uh, supposed to go over there, the magazine for the Uzi. So a lot of times the underneath the stand there'll be an instruction booklet about what you can and can't do. So I wouldn't oh. do anything too crazy yet. I was gonna say I wouldn't I wouldn't pull everything out. So you but. can uh, usually the the booklet will explain how much you can move the arms because like his jacket might rip I guess if you do it too high. Yeah, so that's the kind of stuff you want to check. <laughs> that's badass. But some of the accessories here I don't know if you want to do that. Yeah, so we got the cigarette. We've got his little GPS unit. Let me see it. Um, 
Dude, that jacket is so nice. He's got his big-ass <laughs> gun. All right, on. He's got his little uh, his little wrist thing, and the thing even flips up. He's oh got my the God. button on there. Kylie, look. He's got little spikies on his boot. Let me see. Let's see if it's got the. He's got some ninja stars, a pouch. Looks like the pouch even opens. Probably put the GPS thing in. I bet you're right. So for those Probably that maybe, have, it fits. for those that maybe didn't hear the last episode or two episodes ago, how long have you waited for this? Uh, it's been. Well, it's like supposed I said, to come out in August. Out in August. Yeah. yeah. So it's been quite a while. Five months later than what it was supposed to be. I'd, I'd kind of lost hope at one point. <laughs> oh, cool. We'll play more. Yeah. Now, now everyone's just hearing noises. I know. It's so It awesome, doesn't look though. like it has any instructions, but I wouldn't move his arms too much. Like going up with his jacket, I'd just be careful. Well, the ones that have the most problem are like Iron off, Man. I imagine, but I don't know. Yeah, you can see here, so it's got your magazine, looks like it slipped from the top there, but you can see the way that the hands are put in. There's like a post where the wrist goes. Um, and then I do recommend the stands are usually pretty nice. Is this taped up? Uh, no, it's not taped, oh, it's but there's something cotton in the center. Just be careful because they'll pop all over. You know, it really is incredible what they do with these things. I mean, you know, they're they're out of my price range, but it's not to say that they're not worth it. You know, if you got the money to spend. Well, this on. was only one. Do you mind if I look sixty? Yeah. And then, and then being a first time yeah. guy, I got ten bucks off, so that's I pretty much paid for the show. Very reasonable. So on the hot toys, that you get points as you buy them if you buy them directly through Sideshow. I think I have like one hundred thirty dollars in credit already Holy from shit. just the three or four I bought. Really? Yeah. So they add up. Which I'll probably use towards something. That's, like a, that's an that actual my, pleather uh, jacket. That was the yeah. Oh yeah. Was the the, the exclusive is the is the cassette tape. If anyone's oh, familiar with the uh, if anyone's yeah. familiar with the television or the movie. There's a lot of cool little uh, accessories. Yeah, they're super cool. So what? Now that you've got it open, Kylie, what do you think of your first hot toy? I think it's kind of cool. It it uh, feels like a a high class Barbie. Yeah. And that's they're dolls. They're I'm totally def- cool with them being a doll. doll, but they're the so, face sculptures and the paint jobs are yeah. crazy. No. Every single one I'm just blown away. I it's like it's like Tyson was saying, it they just get so so close to the real thing. It's it's, it's just amazing. I'm kinda curious. Oh, I want to know if he can act. This sounds disgusting. I wanna know if he can take his clothes off and see if he's got the big snake tattoo on his chest or oh, oh yeah. yeah. But, lift his but shirt I don't up. know. I can't uh, tell. I would guess if they didn't show it on the pictures, he probably doesn't. Mm-hmm. But that's not to say that they didn't do it. Any, you can get online. A lot of times the people that <clears throat> collect hot toys love to take pictures of hot toys. So you can find tons of pictures of him probably with his shirt off. <laughs> so I'm a little disappointed that it doesn't look like the cigarette can go in his mouth. Is there an it can go in one of his hands. There's probably a hand that has. Yeah, there's probably yeah. A, that looks like a cigarette hand. Motherfucker. He's got his holster for his gun. Two holsters. He's got a he's got a few guns. Got some scopes. Let me see that. Some... Careful that one. 
He's got his Uzi. I want to see him all set up. His cassette. He's to, got his cassette uh, tape. Send me some pictures. Oh, yeah, I actually wouldn't call it Barbie. I'd say more like a GI Joe. His joints seem yeah. like they're tight. That's good because sometimes you get loose joints and you then they're want, bitch. Oh, you, you want Everybody tight. wants a man with a tight joint. <laughs> you want to have him tight. <laughs> yeah, I think this hand you can slip the cigarette in there. Oh yeah, here you go. We're gonna have tea with snake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna edit this together as a little video. I shot the video of him unboxing it, and I'll probably try to put some small together for the YouTubes. That's awesome. Do it. So, His pants it's, your, it's your first hot toy, Kylie. <laughs> so, I mean, what were you for doing, 160 Jimmy? bucks, realistically, would you say it's worth it? Right now, I'd say yeah, and I haven't even like pulled it out and closed it. All the other stuff. So, yeah, hand me you, that cap. Once you get um, his guns and everything on him. Maybe switch Get out imposed. his hands. Yeah. yeah. Get him put in a display case. Yeah. I want a picture of him holding a gun and his cigarette and then his cigarette. Wherever you put him on display, will you please put that fucking box behind him with the badass photo? Yeah, that, that is, is so pretty, rad. That's pretty sweet. Ugh. Hell's yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. So, so what's our next way? Well, we're supposed to start talking about collectibles. Uh, Legos. Kick us off. Yeah, I better, because yours is going to blow mine out of the water. So uh, <laughs> uh, so a couple things about the uh, uh, Lego that have uh, happened recently. So first off, uh, I got another set. Um, actually, my wife bought it for me. Um, another set from the uh, the DC Lego line. Um, this is one I've been looking forward to and actually been kind of hard to find. Um, it's the uh, Green Lantern set. Um, so the minifigs it comes with is Green Lantern. Uh, Sinestro, and then of course, because it wouldn't be a fucking DC Lego set if it didn't oh, come Batman. with some sort of Batman. Yeah. Uh, but it comes with actually a pretty cool Batman. It's like a space Batman who's got like a jetpack. Um, we talked about it on the last uh, comic and a collectibles podcast that Lego has changed the material that they uh, make their capes out of for the superheroes that or whatever minifigs have capes. Um, this one is actually kind of a plastic material, and the reason being is that it needs to be a little bit more stiff, uh, because Bat- Space Batman's cape uh, is like uh, it like pops out to become wings for his jetpack as he's flying through space. So it actually came with two versions of the cape. One is just like a typical folded down cape uh, that that you can put on him, so it looks like the wings are retracted, uh, and then the other one is with the wings out, so you can put on whichever one you want depending on uh, i guess if you're playing with it you know what it is but uh green lantern actually comes with a uh with a jet uh you know i guess it would be a space jet which is way cool uh yeah which is pretty cool uh you know it's the intention is that he's that this is a jet that he's formed mm-hmm. uh kind of cool it's got some mechanics in it so uh it'll actually um here catch oh shoot yeah. That was quick. Yeah, so you know it shoots. Um, it actually uh, the the DC at least the DC line ones so far because none of the Marvel ones have come out yet. They're waiting, I think, for a little bit closer to uh, to Avengers two. Um, they all kind of come with like this hokey little clear base that you can uh, put your guy on, and then you flip it down, and then they they jump. Oh, right? okay. So and, and so the DC sets that I've got so far each come with like a little like thing that reacts to that 
So I don't have the jump thing out right now, but this one comes with like a Sinestro type cage that's got like Sinestro's insignia on it. And uh, it has the Green Lantern's Power Lantern in it. And so you put it in there and you lock it down. And then the idea is that you would use the flipper thing to hit this and then it would open up for him to get the, the lantern. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, it's 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 cool. I mean, for like a collector like me, you know, a little bit hokey, but I'm also 30 years old and buying Legos, so I don't have a lot of room to talk. Um, <laughs> you know, for little kids, I'm sure it's fun to try to flip them and hit the target and everything like that. Uh, Sinestro comes with like a like a battle axe type thing that's uh, all made of a clear yellow piece. So it looks like, you know, it was formed from his uh, power ring and everything. So overall, pretty cool set. Only 20 bucks. Pretty happy with it. Um, definitely be buying more of the, the DC stuff. I think the next one I'm going to get is I want, I really want to get either like the Flash and Gorilla Grodd set um, or the uh, Superman and uh, Darkseid set. Um, in other Lego news, um, the Lego Ideas review, uh, the, the second 2014 review has come out. Um, there was a bunch of great sets on this one. Like, honestly, like I was going to be thrilled with anything that came out. I was a little disappointed that it wasn't Wayne Manor or the X mansion or the Ghostbusters firehouse or the Ghostbusters firehouse. Those would have been so is this different than the last one with like the, they announced the big bang. No, this this is the same thing. thing? So this is the next review period. So they, they do like four a year. They're like, yeah. And so, um, uh, so this was the next one. Uh, the one that did get selected is a model of Wally, uh, from the Pixar, Disney Pixar kind movie Wally. You guys just mentioned Wally. Is well, but it was so also it's by the guy that did the yeah, original so, designs for Wally. Yeah, so it was created by like the he's a Pixar animator and everything, and he made this out of Legos and submitted it, and it got Super selected. Cool. So, and also keep in mind too that um, it's not just about like popularity. You know, we've talked about this before. Uh, the Lego idea stuff. I mean, it, it comes down to licensing mm. production. You know, there's all sorts of factors and price the, point too. Yeah, yeah, price point. You know, I we haven't really seen him do a Lego ideas set that costs more than what fifty bucks at the most forty five. The Ghostbusters Ecto was the most expensive and it was fifty. Right. And it came with a lot of stuff. Yeah, it came with a but shit ton of stuff. Compared to like a Wayne Manor right. or different things like that. And that was the interesting thing is that during this submission period, a lot of the ones that were submitted, there were nine submitted. Three of those were would have been huge sets. You had Wayne Manor, which was like the would have been the size of the uh, Arkham Asylum set that I've got there at least. Yeah, big sucker. And same with the X Mansion, probably would have been around that same size. And I think the Ghostbusters uh, Firehouse probably would have been about the size of that Lego restaurant there, maybe a little taller. I think they said it was like 5,000 pieces. Yeah. So they're fucking huge. And I think they're trying to keep, like for the Lego Ideas stuff, it kind of seems like they're trying to keep a price point around 50-ish dollars or below. Yeah. So it didn't surprise me that those got selected. The Wally model... Uh, I'm actually really excited about. I love Wally. It's you know it's really uh, it, it looks to be that it's going to be an interactive set. You know, like his front should open up and everything. And I'm sure Lego is going to do some pretty cool stuff with it. I'm stoked on that one. Um, one thing that came from the review period prior to this. Uh, so this is Kylie the the one that where they released the Big Bang Theory and the the bird set. Neither like I saw the bird set at the Lego store. I mean, it looks cool enough, just not up my Are alley. They at the Lego store now? Because mm-hmm. I actually think I might pick those up. Yeah, I mean, eh, like that's that's my attitude about it. I mean, it's not super exciting, and it kind of looks like a Technicy build. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like a lot of like those joint pieces and stuff, which I don't really enjoy. Mm. Um, I didn't see the Big Bang Theory set there though. I don't it, give a shit about. Yeah, that. it doesn't matter because I couldn't give a shit less about it. Um, well, what's the other set though? Yeah, so um, they said when they announced those two, they said that there is two Doctor Who sets still under review. 
and that they expected to make an announcement soon. Um, one was just kind of a simple doctor and companion and then exterior TARDIS set. Uh, the other one was a little bit more involved. Um, now this is just based off of like the user submission. And so it's always subject to change, but it's a bigger set. Um, the TARDIS that it comes with is bigger and it actually, the four walls fold open to reveal the interior of the TARDIS. And then the idea is that it would come with kind of like, uh, I can't think of an example, but it would come with multiple doctor and companion options. So I don't know if it's like you can build one of these doctors, you know, you'd have to use some of the same pieces. So you can't build multiple doctors at the same time. And then same with the companions. So kind of like the DeLorean. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, you could in theory, like, uh, on the, uh, the, the user submission, it showed as an example, like you could build, the 11th doctor. So Matt Smith's doctor, or you could build the Tom Baker doctor, the eighth doctor, um, or you, and you know, his companion, or you could build Rose or, uh, Amy pond, whatever, uh, for those companions. Then it also came with a couple of minifigs for, um, a weeping angel, a Dalek. Well, the Dalek is actually like a little mini build. Um, and then a Cyberman as well. So they announced that the latter one that I just described, uh, is going into production. Nice. Um, so I'm super fucking excited because goddamn Doctor Who and Lego, two things that I love, like is like big geekdom of mine, are coming together like an official set. So I, I will be pre-ordering that right off the bat. Um, so really, really excited about that. And I'm excited between the two. Like that was the one I was pulling for. So I'm going to be very curious to see what the final product looks like because I like the Wally one. I mean, there's not much that they could change about it. And I did just look that up. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, no, it looks, it definitely looks cool. I'd imagine that's probably pretty close to what we're going to get. Who knows what they do with the doctor who thing. They could just decide like, Oh, well it's this doctor and companion that it's coming with and it's going to come with a Dalek. Right. So, cause I would imagine the Cyberman weeping angels might, require some custom like molds that they would have to do that they may not want to invest in you never know though because like the ghostbusters one the i didn't think they'd do it that close but it's got its own stand it's yeah. got all four characters with proton packs with custom printed ones yeah so definitely. you might get it pretty close yeah so you know either way i'm excited uh i'm just over the moon to have a doctor who set uh lego set coming later this year um, unfortunately they didn't have any information on release windows or price points for any of these. Mm-hmm. But again, like we just said, I would imagine $50 or under, uh, they seem to try to be keeping these under that price point. So really exciting news for any, uh, Lego and doctor who fans out there. And then, like I said, that Wally one, uh, I, I think that one's going to be popular too. That one might yeah. be a little bit hard to find. I'm so, excited for the Wally. Yeah. And that uh, helicarrier Lucas. looks pretty sweet, too. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, so, yeah, man. let's talk about that real quick. Go so, um, I'm actually taking a break from buying Legos for the next several months, uh, <laughs> mostly because there is a Shield Harrier Helicarrier uh, official set coming out. Um, you've seen a lot of people online probably building their own versions of the Helicarriers, which are, which are pretty large. Um, this Helicarrier is coming out. Um, I think it has most of the characters from the Avengers. Plus like, it came with like 12. Yeah. It comes with like 12, like what are they called? Micro figs? Mini fig. Well, no, like these are supposed to be smaller. Well, it it comes, it comes with minifigs and then yet yeah, also the micro figs. Yeah, well, I've never seen those before this. I haven't either. Hmm. So the idea is that they'd be more just tiny more like to a scale one to scale to the okay. Yeah, more to scale with the with the uh, actual hel- helicarrier itself. Um $350 is the price point. How um, many I, pieces is it? Oh, I can't remember and I it's can't It's fucking huge. And I can't remember the release date of it either. I thought it was in March or something. I yeah, thought it was coming up pretty it's quick. It's like March, but... April, something like that. So I'm going to try 
putting some money aside a little bit each month and uh, save up for that. So I'm not going to be buying any new Lego sets in the immediate future in hopes of, uh, you know, blowing my Lego, my Lego wad on that. So where are you going to put it? That's uh, a big set. I'm serious when I say I'm going to probably hang it from my ceiling. You let me know. We'll get the stud finder. Yeah, find I, I got a stud finder. <laughs> We're going to have to find some Joyce's. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be awesome, though. We'll get some, like, and the cool- Teflon steel cables or something. Yeah, and the cool thing is, too, is, like, a lot of, like, the fan helicarrier models I've seen, they use, like, the, the propeller engines for mm-hmm. it. These have, like, the, like, made out of, like, the see-through blue pieces, like the Iron Man repulsor, uh, oh. like, from the, the Captain, Captain America, America 2, 2 mm-hmm. uh, version of the helicarriers. Oh, okay. So, and, oh, and then it also comes with two Quinjets. That fit yeah, on nice. as well. Right on. So that sounds like it's, a big ass set. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm really looking forward to it. Like that's I, a big set. Yeah, like I said, I have. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love doing my Legos and stuff, but I think I for once I saw that, I'm like, I can abstain for a couple months if it means <laughs> well, that this is the payoff. A while to put it together. Yeah, sure. it, well, not a couple months. I'll take a day I mean, off from work. <laughs> I swear to God, I will take a day off from it'd work take to build probably that. a full day. Like I guess to get into perspective. I brought the Lego I bought, um, which is the Slave 1 special edition they did. Just to give it a little perspective, this one is 1,900, so just under 2,000 pieces. It's similar to the X-Wing, and this was 200 bucks. Yeah. And the X-Wing took me like six hours. Yep. So your helicarrier has got to be like two of these. Yeah. At 350, that's going to take you oh easily a day. I'm going to wake up at 6 a.m. I'm going to go to bed at 11. <laughs> your fingers are going to be just be all blistered. Halfway done. Yeah, halfway done. <laughs> I think you guys already looked at it some. I haven't built it yet because I haven't had the time or space to. But I'm a huge Boba Fett fan and like most sweet. Star Wars fans. So fucking sweet. And this it, it bums me out because I'm not going to awesome. essentially doing the helicarrier means i'm not going to get this at least for a long while that helicarrier though yeah and these the star wars special editions stick around for a while i think you can still get the x-wing yeah you can still get the x-wing and you can still get the uh the jawa um sand crawler sand crawler and i think yep. you can still get the death star yeah death star is still around too so they, so they that tend that more to kick around that death star though right it's yeah where original. it's got like tons of different little yeah areas. the scene the separate scenes so how from many movies. pieces is this guy just under 2000 1996 the helicarrier is 29.96 so almost exactly 3, it's actually a thousand exactly a thousand pieces more than this <laughs> one third larger holy shit that's crazy let me see this and this one I imagine isn't going to be nearly as intricate because the helicarrier has an interior whereas this is all exterior right Um, but yeah this is to scale of Boba Fett it's got its own stand it's super cool but uh, compared to that that helicarrier we're going to have to do some crazy photos of or something yeah I'll see the micro figs and stuff like that two Quinjets well actually two Quinjets and it looks like three other like smaller Quinjets and then like a bunch of like of the different vehicles that like move the Quinjets around. Oh on yeah, top. yeah, that's gonna be sweet. <laughs> that's gonna be fucking big. <laughs> Even if you hang that from your ceiling, that's gonna. Oh so oh. like a whole corner dead. Oh so you know what it is? Is it actually comes with? Yeah, two Quinjets and then it's got all these micro figs. Yeah, so those are the micro figs. And Pretty then it cool. comes with on the stand, um, Hawkeye. Oh. Um, what's the chick's name from Shield? Marie Hill. Marie Hill, Captain America, Nick Fury, and Black Widow. So all the Shield members. And it's got like a Shield, the stand behind yeah, it. The stand. It's like the Shield logo. Yeah, like the Ghostbusters stand yeah. a little bit. Yeah, but with the Shield. Which bird is funny because it. the in the video where they announced the 
think there's new Lego sets, the Doctor Who, they set it up for review next is a helicarrier. And they hadn't announced this yet, so I think that that's kind of they're like, yep. we're going to do our own helicarrier. It's not going to be a big set. In view. You can scroll around on it. Which is amazing. Oh my god. I know. Um, that's going to be like my that's cool. piece de la resistance of I don't know. Legos. Look at all the little I don't know if you've been able to withhold. See that? I didn't notice that before. But it'd be cool if you bought it we talked about it on the oh, podcast, shit. then you built it, and we talked about the build after. Like, split it across two podcasts. Yeah. It depends on how close, I guess, it comes into a podcast. Realistically, he could just, like, write all of his thoughts about it after he bought it, and then build it, and then oh, write Christ. all those thoughts down, and then we could just read them on two different podcasts. Yeah. The but magic of the internet. I think we should, re- we should record him building it. Like a time lapse? Oh, yeah. Not even a time lapse, just... <laughs> have a whole YouTube channel just for well, that. Well, that's a beautiful thing. Is there's well, there's an app, the the Instagram time lapse app. You can record it, and then you can put a time lapse on it, so you can retain like the normal speed, but then you can also like speed it up to, like 10, 20 times the speed. We get oh. Nick's GoPro that's, too. Yeah. So, uh, moving on past Lego, I brought one other thing. Um. So. <laughs> These are SH figure arts. There was a Super Mario that they put out. Uh, I can't read anything else on the package because it's all in Chinese or Japanese. I, I can read it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the, they released a Mario. This is the Luigi. Uh, he's super cool. He comes with an extra set of hands for carrying the red shell that he comes with. He's got a block and a stand, and then it's got the clear stand um, peg that goes into his back, so you can pose him jumping or different things. And you've got the Mario one, right? Yep. And then I bought the extra sets with Mario that are like the tunnels and pipes and things, which were super cool. Damn. So it's got Jesus. like it's got like the green pipe, and then uh, it's got a cap where it's got the black rim. But then if you want Mario standing oh, in it, you shit. take that off, and it has another one where the black rim is recessed like three inches, so he's sitting down inside oh, of it. Oh, nice. That is awesome. That's, that's sick. And how much still? You, if you see him on the stand, like holding. Like, oh shit! Stuff, that's sick. So, so the, do you have the one with like the piranha? And I don't. I kind of want to get this one. I have some of the other ones. The piranha red set is part of Luigi's release, right? Um, and where, oh, are, you, where bring, are you ordering these from? Uh, you can get them Bandai EntertainmentEarth.com. I think. Oh, okay. Is where JJ and I got our set. Uh, it was like you guys thirty aren't cases or, of these. No, that's what we got a case of this. <laughs> oh, you did. Okay. <laughs> is so, it case two? I, I don't know. No, it was like uh, it came with the accessory packs too because mm. the accessory packs come in something just like this. Uh, but I didn't buy those. JJ stuck with those. So <laughs> they these were like 30 to 40 bucks, which for what they are as an import isn't too bad. No. And I forgot to bring my Wind Waker figure, my Link figure, because I didn't bring that last time. Yeah, you did. Did I? Did I? Okay. Yeah, yeah, you did. So that's not the same company, but it's a similar one. The one that Link has has the big heads. These ones are mm-hmm. in proportion. So what's the accessory pack that... It, that's the one that'll come with like uh, extra bad guys. Oh, okay. um, so the Mario one came with like a Goomba. So you can set up like blocks. a whole scene. Yeah, exactly. And pipes and different things and coins. Damn, that's so cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Like this is the shit I wish I would have had when I was a kid, kind of thing. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm happy to have it now. You know. Yeah, but as a kid, you'd actually like play with that shit and like yeah, get hours of entertainment out of it. Are you going to open this up and play with it? Oh yeah, it? I had it open. I just oh right on. I've started bringing stuff over in the package because it's easier. Yeah. Also protects cool. it from me, <laughs> from all of you. Well, it, it looks nice, like really, yeah, really the packaging's nice. Packaging's nice. They're they're cool figures. I hope they keep going forward and do like a Peach and a Rosalina and maybe a Bowser. Um, I bummed Adam um, 
wasn't able to hang out for an entire week for us to talk to him. But he had brought Amiibos to show us last time. The new oh, Amiibos, right. the Bowser, and the Toon Link. Yeah. I don't care. I've read a couple of reviews where people are dogging on the Amiibos, and they're fucking just for the up price, in the night. They're awesome. 15 bucks. The paint jobs are great. They're textured. Um, the sculpts are co- spot on. Yeah. I have no use for them like, from like a actual utilizing them point of view. But as far as like... Like a to, paperweight type. Yeah, to, like as a statue, like yeah. to collect a bunch and like put them on a shelf oh, somewhere. Yeah. They look so nice. They're so fucking like well done. I mean, Nintendo could have really cut a lot of corners on these cause, and just said, oh yeah, here you go. Because this is more about plugging them out onto your Wii yeah. U or your, your uh, 3DS, you know, for the functionality. I just want to make sure I'm on the same page. This is kind of like the Skylanders thing, right? You put it on the portal and you... Yeah, the game it with interacts them. with the game. Yeah, so in the, different ways. Yeah, yeah. Mario Kart, you unlock different content. With Smash Brothers, it creates an, a physical AI. So if it's Mario, you're playing against a Mario on the screen, and then it remembers and it gets better. Now, and can smarter. you use that figure on, in multiple games? Yeah. Oh, okay. You have to wipe the figure before. Well, it though. depends. Like, from, oh, really? You have to oh. from Smash to uh, Mario Party, you can only pick one. But Nintendo's also making another set of Mario and Luigi in different poses. So you could have your Mario Party Mario. If right. You well, and it makes sense, too, because those are pretty big games that probably take up a lot of data. In there. Yeah, they're just a little flash uh, flash memory, essentially. But, the yeah, the figures are great. And part of what's cool with them is they match the trophies in Smash Brothers. Yep. So, like, my nephews are obsessed with Smash Brothers. And now they don't have a Wii U, but they love... Um, you know, like Bowser and the, the the trophy of Bowser. So them getting that is like a piece, an extension of that. They don't even have to have that functionality of the Wii U on their own. They're excited about those, which I think is super cool. Mm. Those are sweet, the Amiibos. Fucking A. I like them too. So, you know, we've uh, only got a little bit of time left, but one thing we wanted to discuss, um, you know, it's uh, we're just barely getting into 2015, but, you know, 2014 wasn't, you know, it was definitely wasn't a year to shake a stick at. Um, let's just kind of go around the table. Like what were you guys' favorite, uh, you know, as far as things like you purchase. So, I mean, comics, movies, collectibles, whatever, like from in 2014, what was something that you dropped anywhere between one to $500 on whatever it was that like is sitting on a shelf somewhere that you're like, yeah, I really, I'm really happy. I spent money on that. So who wants to go first? Start with Tom. Tom. You've got a whole series of things you're collecting there. Yeah, I mean, I guess I spent about 50 bucks a pop on them. Uh, well, at least my wife did for gifts and such. But really, the uh, artifacts, Marvel, the Marvel Now artifacts plus statues, um, Superstone, I spent some cash on those. Um, and the wife and I also discovered that we own, I think now we're up to 56 pop figures. Holy fuck. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so we probably buy one a week, I would say. That's pretty crazy. Um, if not more. And Kylie knows because he fucking sells them all to us. Well, that's about um, six hundred dollars. So yeah. She comes in yeah. to get your books, and she goes, "Any new pop figures?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and you know, it's it, it's it's pretty cool though because we have pops for every holiday occasion now. So we put them up for <laughs> like we have all the Christmas story pops that are in Christmas time. They're hanging out, dude. The uh, Hannibal pops, you guys. There we don't have them already. Yeah, yeah, I need to get those. So we got to get on those. But I think you know, over the year, I think pop figures has been kind of a fun thing that my wife and I both get into. Um, and then those Marvel artifact statues. I still need to hunt down. I found an Iron Man, the red and gold Iron Man, to complement my black and yellow oh. Iron Man. There's also a the Hulk still. Um, they just announced a Hulk, Hulk Buster versus Buster. Hulk. Fuck yeah! Artifacts. Ugh. 
So it's going to be a rough year. <laughs> so with those Iron Man ones, what is one more rare than the other? I don't know. Like I've never seen the red and gold in stores, I've, but I've seen yeah. the black and yellow. But they had uh, there was this booth at Comic Con where I found the uh, Burn Stay Puffed. Nice. Um, for fifteen bucks, of all like super cheap. That's real. And they cheap. had a they had a ton of other pops. I mean, they had like the Ecto One pop. They had a whole bunch of Street Fighter pops. They had, I mean, I'm sure they just like raided the warehouse somewhere because they had all kinds of stuff I'd never seen. They, even had, <laughs> they, like, they literally robbed. They, yeah, the warehouse. <laughs> they had like San Diego Comic Con exclusive. They had a couple different Ninja Turtles and like the Chrome. They had all kinds of stuff. But yeah, they had that the red and yellow Iron Man, which. Iron Man is my latest acquisition. I bought him this year, and he was probably my... I don't know if he's my least favorite, but he definitely looks better on the box than he does in person. Bummer. But, All right. But yeah, the Hulkbuster versus Hulk would be pretty sweet. <laughs> Jimmy, what's your favorite thing? Uh, Comic or otherwise that stuck with you? I don't even know. Is there a movie that you saw that just blew I, your socks off? Can I tell a story about Jimmy that probably is his favorite thing? Go ahead. So I get this picture from Jimmy, Uh-oh, probably in December-ish. Oh, and I it says, going somewhere else. No, and it says my Instagram debut. Okay, yeah. And it's a picture of Jimmy sitting on the floor with Winston with this inflatable character from Persona 4, like, like photobombing, and Shanna, like, passed out on the couch behind him. <laughs> it's this amazing picture, and he was messing with the filters on his phone, and it was so good that I actually looked through Instagram trying to find fucking Jimmy. Like, I thought he had joined Instagram. But I think that Persona Ultimax was, uh, should definitely be qualified. Okay. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with that video game. <laughs> and uh, Shanna bought me this like collector's edition, which came with tarot cards and this blow-up uh, character named uh, Teddy. He uh, he's very Japanese anime looking, basically like this big like peanut shaped uh, doll that this guy or, or gal like operates. But he just again looks kind of like a little like cute peanut. And yeah, I play him. And it's a super easy game. It's just like a Japanese like anime fighting game, but uh, he's really fun to play with like Winston because Winston thinks he's real because I like animate the uh, the uh, blow up doll, mm-hmm. <laughs> blow up doll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. It's just funny to chase uh, the uh, dog around the house with this uh, weird Japanese uh, blow up thing. I don't. Know. So maybe that. Yeah. Kylie. Um, <clears throat> now that I've had time to think about it, I'm going to go with the Twin Peaks Blu-ray box set, which was awesome. You are a there's, Twin Peaks I fanatic. I am. It's, and there's, it's, it's the, oh, it's just so crisp and it's like watching, <laughs> it's like watching it all over again. It's just, it's like, it's all new. It's, I still need to watch all that the series. bonus shit on there. I mean, they, they threw everything from all the previous releases, basically. Plus the, uh. The movie, which was never available on any of the box sets before, first that time. Firewalk with me. Firewalk with mm-hmm. me, and that's got a whole. It, the best part about it, and it's the first thing I put in because it was the thing I was waiting for when they announced it. Is the second disc for Firewalk with me is if you've seen that. I think yeah. the only one at the table besides me is Tom, who's seen the the show. So when he did the after the TV show ended, he went back and did a, a prequel movie. If anybody out there decides to watch this, don't do it the way I watched it, which was watching the movie first because I knew it was a prequel because it will ruin the TV sh- series for you. Mm. Um, but he, I mean, he filmed so much shit for this movie that there is a, there's a disc of an hour and a half of scenes that were just cut out. And he actually edited them chronologically and they scored it so you can actually just watch. It's called The Missing Pieces and you can just watch. Hmm. Does it wow, like, talk about what happens after the end of Twin Peaks? Uh, they A little bit. A little bit? Slightly. Isn't Twin Peaks returning? It, it is. is. It is yeah. Showtime. Next year. 
And right. so Pro- probably mo- most likely in March. And Fire Walk with Me is the prequel. Then I'll have to mm-hmm. I'll have to okay. watch it by then. Lucas. Um, so I'm gonna name <coughs> two things. I think as far as collectibles, my diecast Mark Forty Two, the Golden Red Armor, Hot Toy, is probably the best Hot Toy I've ever bought. That's fucking ridiculous. Jimmy saw it. Yeah. I, I let him touch my hard hot toy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that thing is fucking awesome. Um, and then the other thing I want to say, like the best 15 bucks I spent of last year was buying John Wick on iTunes. That's a movie of 2014. Really? I've rewatched that movie and watched all the special features. It is we, we just watched like that perf- good? It's we, the perfect revenge flick. Have you not watched it? No. Oh, we it watched is the it perfect revenge flick. For the first time Wednesday, I've seen it three times since then. Oh, yeah. Like, I've watched the commentary. I've watched all the special features. It's well, Don't set awesome. my expectations oh, too high. There's a lot of, like, the characters are deep enough and there's enough dr- drama in it to make you invested in him killing people to where you're like, yeah. I'd fucking Fuck murder some guys. people too. <laughs> yeah, but the world that they create around it and the the lingo between the different assassins is so interesting. And then Keanu Reeves, I fucking love the guy, but especially him in this film, it's a, some backstory for it. The two directors, it's a pair of friends, and they were stunt coordinators on the Matrix movies. And Keanu okay. Reeves got to be buddies with them. He read the script and loved it and said, I will do it, but only if you let my buddies that are stunt coordinators that want to be directors direct this film. And they're like, fuck, fine, as long as you sign up. And they do a great job. The whole oh, movie is it's great. And he did most of all of, I mean, all the driving scenes. I mean, there were mm-hmm. parts where they're showing him, and I'm like, he's either a really good actor or he's actually driving that car. And then you watch the bonus features, it's like 95% of that shit is him doing all that crazy Damn. shit. And the fight scenes. And I'll, yeah. It's... It's great, and uh, Willem Dafoe is awesome in it. So as far oh, as I like love yeah. Dafoe, my fifteen dollars right. on a movie, McShane. I've watched that movie so many times. Yeah. Hmm. It's, check oh, it out. It's, check it out now. Um, cap things off. I would have to say, you know, I bought a lot of Legos last year. It was definitely the year of the my resurgence of love of Legos. Um, I'd have to say my favorite set that I bought was the Arkham Asylum set. Mm. Um, that was kind of like that was pretty sweet. It, it was kind of like the culmination, like. It it grew steadily. Like right, I started buying like you know I bought one small set, and then it was kind of like a little bit of a bigger set, a little bit of a bigger set, and it eventually culminated in that. And I had been eyeing it down for months before I just finally pulled the trigger on it. You know, it comes with a lot of great minifigs. Um, you know, Robin, Batman, Joker, Harley Quinn, uh, Poison Ivy. Um, I want to say Scarecrow, um, prison guards. All this kind of stuff. So that was like my first big Lego build that I had ever done. So, I mean, as a kid, you know, I got some of the big sets and everything as a kid. But as an adult, like that was like the first one that I did. And, you know, took me like probably like a solid four hours to to put it together. Was was that bigger than the Falcon? Um, or which came first? I no, guess I well, say. so Arkham Asylum came before the Falcon. Oh, okay. Um, I I think the Falcon maybe technically is bigger, but there was some repetitiveness to it. Like I've talked about this before. Like I don't yeah. like, so for instance, the, the, the star destroyer up there. Um, I mean, it was definitely a fun build and I'm super happy with it, but it's symmetrical. So essentially it's like, you know, either you build the same thing twice or you're building like the same thing side by side, you know, multiple times. And it kind of gets a little repetitive. Yeah. Arkham Asylum's got like a bunch of different, ro- like everything you were building was a different room to house a different bad guy. So there was nothing, you know, one ha- like one time I'd be building this room, and thirty minutes later I'm building a different section on the different on a different side of it. 
that was for a totally different villain and totally different build. So, and then the great thing is too, is that it separates into three pieces. And so you can actually format Arkham Asylum, however you want and make it look different. I've got it in just like the flat front facing format, Mm. but you can actually make it like fold up a little bit Mm. by unhooking it. So that for me was a lot of fun. Um, Like I would say all the Legos I bought last year was a lot of fun, but that one was definitely probably my, my favorite from last year. So that's awesome. Jimmy, why don't you take us home with a story that you wanted to tell? Okay. Well, it's, it's just a tad bit embarrassing because Punisher's like my favorite, favorite like title uh, from uh, Marvel or just, I guess just in like comics in general, I would say in general, in general, I just love Punisher. So my sister got me a Punisher t-shirt for my birthday and I wore it into work and I was just super excited. I felt like, you know, Frank, I was just like, I'm going to fucking shoot people and this is going to be great. (laughs) (laughs) So a buddy of mine, um, shout out to pretty Ricky. He was loading up his van, uh, full of like full of hospital equipment. And he asked me what I got for my birthday. And for a moment I like hesitated because I didn't want to seem like really, really, really excited about this shirt that I was wearing. And I'm like, oh, you know, I just got this uh, this uh, T-shirt. I don't know, Punisher or something. I don't really know. And then I and then I pause and I'm like, uh, Punisher's actually like my favorite, my favorite comic person in the world. And he just starts busting up laughing like he's in fucking tears. He's like, why? he's like, why the hell would you lie about that? I'm like, I don't know. I just I'm just really fucking excited about this shirt, and I don't want to seem overly excited because I know how these uh, nerd nerd things are. And he's like, no, man, it's, it's totally fine. I've actually seen Spoken you wear like Punisher. I've seen you wear Punisher shirts, like, oh, I, well, I guess I have like two. But he said that he has seen me wear them in the past and didn't know why. Like now, I was just like ashamed of it, you know. But again, I wasn't. I was just like I didn't want to seem like overly excited about it. So, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Like, for a little a second, bit of geek there, shame like, there for you, huh? Yeah, yeah, it was weird. I had to like hide the comics under the mattress, so to speak. <laughs> but. uh yeah, it's weird. I was, you know, and it's the fucking Punisher symbol. It's like one of the most like yeah. famous things ever. Well, even the, people that don't read or know the Punisher exactly. have that. Fucking well, shirt that symbol. And that movie, American Sniper. Yeah, like the outfit that the main characters with. Mm-hmm. Like they spray paint the Punisher oh, insignia fuck, on their fucking tanks and shit. Yeah, so, yeah, it's. Yeah, uh, I'd Punisher say it's universal. Yeah, yeah, who knows? And I think like they Some even t-shirt. called themselves like the Punishers or something like that. So there you go. Yeah. So, you know, fucking loser. We are, I guess. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, as usual, thank you for joining us this week. Um, we will be back next week with uh, the the monthly EID BSR video game crossover episode. We got to come up with a better name for that, but it'll be there. The big shiny clusterfuck. That's this one. Oh. <laughs> Taken. All right. Either way, it'll be there iTunes, Stitcher, all that fun stuff. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you guys next month. Thank you for listening to the Big Shiny Podcast. As always, you can check us out on iTunes. Please listen and rate. You can also find us on Stitcher, and be sure to check out our good friends at Entertainment is Dead and the Full of Sith Podcast. And a special thanks to our good sponsors at Secret Compass, who you can find at secretcompassonline.com.